I was not, again, excited about this pivot. Well, why were you not excited? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I... We had some really good conversations. Yeah. Offline. <laughs> we'll bring it to you online right now. Welcome to the Journey Podcast with Aaron and Jessica Rocamontes, where we share our journey to building a seven-figure network marketing company. This podcast is designed to best record and document our lessons learned and best practices to be able to share our experience so that you can avoid things we did wrong and improve on the things we did right. All right, so pre-network marketing, man, the most common question I get everywhere I go is, how long have y'all been together? So that's a tricky question, isn't it? Yeah. Because we first um, connected when we were held. I think it was first grade or kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Aaron would, the first time I remember seeing Aaron was whenever um, he poked his head around the corner of the library bit. or his classroom. Was the library or classroom? Do you remember? So I was coming out of the library in the hallway, headed okay. to class because I was supposed to be in class. You remember the you know, it had like a, some type of ringing okay. and then you have to be in class by a certain time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's the first time I ever saw you. And, uh, I guess it was love at first. Yeah, time. it was <laughs> absolutely. So that was when we were, how old would we be? First grade, seven, seven, eight. Said, yeah. Seven, and then seven. our, my second encounter with Jessica was at a junior national Honor Society. Mm-hmm. Um, so we never reward, saw right? each other or talked to each other or anything. Yeah. And then we ended up in this program. I think it was an award ceremony. It was an award ceremony. Award right. ceremony. Yeah. And our last names started with the same letter. Yeah. And so we were two people away from each other. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that yeah. he stood up or one of the people that were in the middle of us stood up and left. And mm-hmm. he saw me and was just like, I like your dress. Yep. And then he walked away. <laughs> hey, listen, I didn't have the skills that I have now uh, and, and then to, to catch you, but it's all about planting seeds. So I was planting the seeds early. And, and... I was just like, what is this kid doing? He's saying my dress is pretty. And then he walks away. I yeah. Real stud. You know it? Play hard to get. And then we started to date in high school. Yep. So again, we didn't talk to each other again. Yeah for a few more years. Um, but what's really funny is our sisters um, were connected mm-hmm. in high school. They were like best friends all through high school, um, had the same classes, hung out, same sports, um, but we just never connected. And they would always say, hey, like if my sister and brother got together, that would be so cool. Um, but it didn't really happen until our junior year of high mm-hmm. school. And again, we had like the same whole room yep. but never talked to each other until junior year and um Aaron you know I struck again yep he swooped right in <laughs> and took that chair out from underneath me and I fell underneath the yeah. air desk and I must have liked it because <laughs> it was again like flirtatious Aaron yeah and um yeah, yeah. well you've been following for me ever since mm-hmm. <laughs> and likewise so fast forward, and so that's how we met. And then we started our professional careers early, right? So I went to 
college. I went to the University of Texas in Arlington, mm-hmm. and I finished early because I quit two semesters in. <laughs> Didn't say I graduated early. I just I fundamentally finished what I thought would be enough after two semesters. Lots of backstory there, um, but I just remember it was raining. I was parked, if you're familiar with the University of Texas in Arlington, I was parked in the far, far back parking lot. I'm pretty confident I bombed my stats test. You know, the true false, I I was just terrible at that, you know, and I, I couldn't even guess right. It was terrible. And so I just remember reading a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And that book was like an ad, an advertisement I purchased. I believe at the time it was right after Exinga going into Facebook, right? Remember Exinga. Um, yeah, it was Exinga, MySpace, and Facebook. So it might have been MySpace and Facebook, but I remember just seeing it all the time. And I remember reading uh, in the chapter about, you know, creating money and not just like earning money. And I I didn't tell my mom. She knows now. <laughs> but I just remember quitting. And, and that's when all my financial problems really started, right? Yeah. And, uh, you were, were we, and I was living with my parents still, mm-hmm. right? And you were living with your parents. She was living with my parents. That's an interesting story. That's right. Yeah. That, that's a different, uh, we'll talk about that's a different, for a different day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you started a career, your dream career, it, right? It, At the time. Sure. Dream career. Yes. Um, I did not, I went to several different colleges. Um, I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew I was going to do something. And so I went to um, TCC, mm-hmm. which is um, a community college here in Texas. And then I ended up going to a couple different trade schools trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I still had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I ended well, we paid up- for it, didn't we? Yes, we did. Which, yes, blessedly, they're all, it's all paid for. Yeah. But um, we worked for it to pay for it. Um, but yeah, since after that, I started Wells Fargo. I actually worked at Berkshire's Grocery Company and Wells uh, Fargo right. um, at the same time while I was in college. But then when I decided to drop out, essentially, um, I just stuck with Wells Fargo and I really loved it. Um, and it was great. Um, I worked my way up. I was started as a teller and then the lead teller and then banker and just kind of worked my way up that way. And my goal was to be a manager there. Um, but my end game, I guess you would say was I wanted to be a mom. And so, um, you know, we were in the right place at the right time to make that happen. And, um, once we had our first son, Josiah, I was able to stay at home with him. So yeah, yep. And then speaking of Brookshire's, uh, I actually pushed the grocery carts. I remember I had long, shaggy hair, and just ripped up. You know, the ripped up jeans I always used to wear. And I remember just going into Brookshire's one day in Joshua, Texas, and Helen. Right, she was there with Chris, and she's like, "We're doing interviews. Come on back." And I couldn't believe it. Right, I showed up my little application because growing up, I always was told just like, "Hey, be ready." Well, I was really the application. I was not ready uh, in uniform. However, uh, she gave me the job and I chopped off my hair, right? And did not wear uh, tattered jeans. And uh, I was pushing grocery carts for 
I don't know, $6.50, I think, six twenty-five an hour. Yeah, I don't remember how much and the wife was. I, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. And then uh, Jessica was one of the office managers, which was leadership over me. And we had a lot of interesting stories. Fantastic. For those of you out there that was during those times, I'm sorry. <laughs> we were a bunch of kids. But we're but we, and we made it. You know, we made it. High five. That's all I'm talking about. We made it. We're still making it. And so, uh, yeah, fast forward, Josiah, um, our oldest son, uh, born. So we're now we're fast forward, we're 24 years young, mm-hmm. right? And Josiah, when he was born, he was actually uh, born with some, some challenges uh, and definitely uh, made a shift a little bit in my mind of you know expectations and things that such. And so network marketing, this is where like network marketing starts to enter our lives. So I was, I was working in the car industry. If you know anybody in the auto industry, you know, honestly, I really, really enjoyed it. In fact, uh, one of my mentors early in the car business, his name is Patrick and he, uh, and Ed, uh, you know, the trainer, man, gave me a shot. You know, if you were like me, I was, you know, I was a kite and hurricane. I had very little purpose, little direction. And I just knew I did not want to be broke. I wanted to create success. And at the time, my scope of success was very narrow. I was just looking at the financials. However, n- nonetheless, I-, I wanted to be successful because I knew I wanted to marry Jessica. Now, I knew this fundamentally after breaking up like four times, right? Yeah. But I finally knew, right? It took me a little bit, but I only knew. And uh, so we have like four anniversary dates, right? So lucky for us. And so Patrick took me under his wing and for, since I was 18 all the way up to 26, I was basically under his leadership and I learned so much and we were able to go places I never you know, imagined we could go. We, uh, you know, our first home that we, uh, you know, purchased was, com- you know, was built, it was custom, right? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have done that with, without, you know, all the people in my life that helped support us along the way, all, all of you guys. I mean, we're so grateful. Now, at that time, I started to realize that I was kind of, for me personally, my personal experience, I had golden handcuffs. So, you know, I was, we're 24 years of age, making um, six figures, uh, good, good income into the six figures. And I just realized when I wanted to have date night or if I wanted to plan something, it was very difficult for me to be a high achiever and only work you know, minimum hours in the car business. It just doesn't really equate. I mean, success requires work. However, I wanted a more leveraged way to create income, an income that could build long-term and the income continues to compound so that I would free up my time to do things I love to do. And I knew that we're going to have more children. And so uh, Jessica's uh, best friend, uh, husband, who I know too as well, you know, introduced us to, Really, uh, our company we're at today in network marketing industry, and then we got introduced to our mentors and coaches, and from there we j- I saw it. Now, from my personal experience, I saw network marketing as a genius of a plan. I mean, you know, if if you're new to network marketing or you've been in it for a while, I mean, you just remember that excitement when you see it. You're like, wow, like I can make this work. This is, I mean. I was concerned for the world economy because I was like, nobody's going to want to work a job. They're all going to be in my company, right? And you stay up late night dreaming and thinking like, oh man, this is going to be super easy. 
And so I was on board from Jump Street. I was excited. I was ready to go. And I, you know, went to a meeting without my wife, which is kind of a no-no, right? If you understand how decisions are made uh, and influences. So I went knowing I was going to probably say yes to an opportunity because I was looking for something. I just couldn't describe what I was looking for, right? I was looking for something. And so when I saw it, which was time and money and guidance, I was super jacked. I came home naturally and, well, I told my wife how we were going to make it big and <laughs> she wasn't really happy, right? And, and, and it makes sense, right? Because I was working so many hours and uh, you're like, I mean, what would you say? I, you know, I don't even remember what I said, honestly, but I do remember just being like, okay, I'll support you and that's basically it. But, you know... For me, obviously support looks different to a lot of different people. Everybody's definition is different. Um, but for me, what that meant was, you know, I'll be there and I'll be excited for you, but I'm not going to do anything. Like you're going to do everything and I'll just be okay with it. Yeah. But in reality, I still wasn't okay with it. So the idea of what I thought it would be was not what I expected at all. Um, it ended up being a lot better down the line once I fully understood what was happening and what we were going to do together. But in the very beginning, like you mentioned, I didn't want anything to do with it just because um, for those of you that know what the auto industry looks like, the hours are just terrible and very time consuming. And um, when we had our first son, I just knew that he wasn't going to be there already so starting something extra was just not the idea I had in mind of our marriage and what parenting was going to look like and what potentially, you know, adding more children to our family was going to look like. But um, I was wrong and um, I'm okay with saying I was wrong because obviously, not obviously, but a lot of people have different perspective perspectives on that. But for me, I ended up loving the environment and loving who my husband was turning into and loving that we are doing something together. And um, that's just not something that a lot of people do as um, married people is do things together and have a business together. And that was something that I was really excited about. So. Yeah, absolutely. And when I, th when I think about it, you know, I, you know, I almost get emotional because I remember, you know, uh, our mentor Chase. I just remember him saying, "You know, Aaron, if nothing changes, nothing will ever change." And to really give you context, you know, I was working, you know, over 70, 80 hours a week or whatnot, and and some points of the month, you know, just you know. And, and the thing is, I'm not complaining. It provided such a great life for us, but we just realized we wanted something different. And so I'm not downplaying the auto industry. In fact. You know, I'm a big fan of it uh, economically, how it provides and feeds so many people. I saw it a way where I can help people. I genuinely love helping people. And that was a medium. That was my first medium or modality, how I can serve the community and then do it with people that I enjoy doing with. And so, you know, when I saw a different way where can I, have, I can have time and money, I, I struggled with, you know, I want to do it, but, you know, it's more time away from the family. And what my mentor did, whether he knew he was doing it or, you know, it was just like kind of happened. But he said, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And what that allowed me to do, I couldn't articulate it at the time. I was 24 years young. 
I can articulate it now. And what happened in that moment of time, and maybe it happened to you and it'll continue to happen to us as you grow, is you know, fundamentally, we all live with pain for a long time sometimes. Maybe you're overweight and you know you need to lose weight, but you're willing to be tolerant of that pain. So he helped me move my mind from pain and basically said, what if you never fix this problem? What will your life look like? And then that became a sense of fear, of motivation of like, you know what? What if I don't make a change? What type of relationship will I have or not have with, you know, my family? And so that was definitely a pivotal moment for, for me. And I got to see, and it sparked just a hunger and a drive to say, you know what, I need to get moving and moving now. And so we definitely started building our business and, uh, man, we had this, what, what a blast. So for, for nine years, we built the business, you know, belly to belly, built the business, uh, some might say traditional, some might say old school. Um, and we, we built it belly and belly where we're driving late nights, uh, you know, all across, you know, uh, we call God's green earth and we'd be shown plants. Right. And explain what belly to belly means. Yeah. Like, so absolutely. So obviously, so you meet, so a couple of things, one, you're, you know, to, uh, talk to somebody, you're reaching out to strangers, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, you may feel like you're stalking people because you're trying to find your next person that you're talking about the opportunity or customer. Now, in the beginning, I was just weird as most network marketers are, you know, you just think everybody's going to say yes. And I would hear things like, Hey, go out there as if a magic wand and just go, you know, you know, what if everybody said, yes, go out there, believe in everybody's going to say yes. And well, that was unmanaged expectations because most people, guess what? They ran away from you. You know, <laughs> they say no, right? However, they say it, and so managing those expectations of uh, not rejection but redirection. And so we we do the whole process uh, where we meet somebody, we follow, make a call, we would set up a meeting, do a one on one, we would do uh, bring them to like a hotel meeting, do an, a presentation, do another one on one meeting. Or follow up, and then every meeting after that is pretty much you know meetings. I I, I mean, if I were to guess, top of my head, uh, at least two main meetings a week. Um, that's 104 meetings, uh, major conferences. You know, another six seven meetings, right? Maybe five or six. Um, so 109, and then if I'm out there one on one, showing the presentation to somebody one on one physically, and let's say we're doing it three times a week, two times a week. Uh, well, that's another 104. So you're looking at 208, 210 meetings on top of, you know, self-development, growing family. And so we, you know, we, we did it. And honestly, we, you know, for me personally, my personal development um, definitely just, you know, exponentially grew because we were in front of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and over the course of our nine years and nine year career going on 10 thousands. And so when, people skills and connecting with people and um, all those things. I mean, all the books we've read, all the mentorship we've gotten, all the audios we listen to. Uh, wow. A lot. And so a lot of positives, you know, and um, I know for you, uh, the biggest part I think was the community for you, right? As well, or. Yeah, absolutely. The community was definitely my high point of why I engaged and the business that we're in because it was it just is amazing you know there are 
I don't even know how to describe it. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Undescribable. <laughs> that is a word. Well, you know. That's the word. <laughs> hey, listen, people always ask us, are y'all bilingual? I'm like, we're still working on English here. There's words in the dictionary we're still doing, you know, figure it out. Uh, but yeah, indescribable. I mean, that is what, it's the heartbeat. Community, people, it's the heartbeat. It's the spirit of the room. It's the spirit of the entrepreneur. It's the spirit of people that not are just highly motivated, but they're collaborative. They want to see you win. They celebrate your win. Um, they're, they're there to compete, but not in being competition. They're there to compliment you. And, you know, in the world we live in today, uh, you know, it's more of a dog eat dog world, right? And so, um, so fast forward, well, I mean, there are some, there are some, you know, challenges, you know, there's some problems that we face. So we, we have now three kids, right. And we realized that, you know, there was a pivot that was made in the network marketing community years ago, and we just never really made that pivot. And over the last, uh, three years, we started to have conversations about, Hey, you know, what does it look like to now take uh, what we did for nine years offline? I mean, no video content, nothing, right? Um, but for nine years offline, what could we do um, to build it and bring it online, bring a presence, and ultimately bring value, not just to our current team, to our future team, and to the network marketing community. And so, you know, for, for us, this is a brand new journey that we invite you on with us for those that have been building it offline or building it belly belly or building it one-to-one. -one, I would say like, you know, it's, it's not as leveraged um, where you can build an online presence and you're in the beginning stages. You know, so are we. We were able to get some really good coaching and mentorship around the different strategies and how about go and do this and we want to bring it to you. All the money that we paid, uh, you know, we want to be able to bring it to you as free value in the network marketing community uh, to be able to link pieces together. And so, uh, you know, what we're looking to do is to best attempt and document our journey to building the business without, out, without old school tactics and strategies with using online marketing and uh, growing the business to seven figures and beyond. And we want to provide the lessons learned and then best practices along the way. And so that's the journey that we're on. That's a journey that, you know, I definitely personally invite you. And I know that we made a pivot. There were some challenges that Jessica maybe have faced too as well. And why we decided to make that pivot and I'll let her, you know, talk to that. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say something too, is that like what we talked about earlier, the traditional way of business and what we used to do that um is not for everyone but we love that for the season that we were in and um it does work for a lot of people it's just we've chosen ourselves to pivot so there's not a right way there's not a wrong way to do it it's just for us in the season that we are in currently that's just what we've decided to do for our family and that's just is what best fits our family at this time and so I was not, again, excited about this pivot, um, but. Well, why were you not 
excited. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, just, yeah, I, we had some really good conversations. Yes. Offline. <laughs> we'll bring it to you online right now. <laughs> no, I am just not a social media person at all. Um, it's not something I've ever wanted to learn. I, I guess I'm so old school and I'm not even that old. Um, I just, have never been fully comfortable with social media at all. Um, I've not wanted to learn. I've not cared about it. Um, Aaron's always been the guy that's great at it. And yeah, so I just never wanted my face out there per se. Um, but I'm learning it and I'm getting more excited about it and I'm okay with it. And I'm just really excited for the journey that we're on because new challenges that are coming our way. Um, I've always heard that like once you are challenged and you get that, like that just um, propels you forward for the next one. And so um, it's kind of like that rubber band effect. And it's, um, yeah, we're just excited about it. I'll just say that. We're just really excited about it. Yep, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, that, likewise, I, I would definitely comment on that. Uh, and, and one thing that, we have both found out and still continue to find out is to be omnipresent online actually doesn't mean you have to be online all the time. In fact, some of the uh, some of the coaches I've listened to, they are actually not on social media. Actually, uh, they're able to be omnipresent without ever being on uh, looking up social media and you know uh, you know being on the phone and. What we've learned to do as entrepreneurs, business owners, creatives, we want to add value to you, the community. We want to add value to you. And we're not going to waste our time you know, on the search bar. We're here to create content and uh, really add value to the network marketing community, uh, to our team, our future teams, and to build a presence that, uh, you know what, you guys could be proud of and we could be proud of. And that's alignment into our, our authentic self, our hour 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 <laughs> that english thing is still uh still a thing so uh so yeah so we're super excited fired up 